Hello and welcome back to Global LPG Conversations. My name is David Appleton from the business development team in at Argus Media and today I am joined by our associate editor of Biofuels, Julia Squadron. Hi Julia, how are you today? Hey David, all good, thanks. Good to be good, here. Good, good. And um, yeah, very good to have you here because obviously this is an LPG um, themed podcast series and you are very much from the world of biofuels and the Argus uh, biofuels desks who do some excellent coverage or a lot of excellent coverage of um, various types of, of biofuels uh, in Europe and around the world. Um, and today we are talking about biopropane because we have um, we're just in the process of launching a price for biopropane uh, which will cover the ARA market. Just a little bit of background here. I would say over the past um, couple of years uh, at Argus, we have had increasing calls from a number of different market participants to add transparency to um, the biopropane market. It's a product which exists, is sold on the market, is not particularly liquid, and the volumes are still relative to conventional fuels quite low. Um, but what's interesting, I would say, over this sort of past couple of year period is that we've seen increasing interest from both the petrochemical side of the business and then also the heating and the auto gas side as well. So, so there's a lot of interest in the product um, across the different range of, of usage that we have for it. So uh, we have now gone ahead uh, and put together um, assessments, which I'm going to ask Julia to basically go through and explain what that's all about and how we do it and so forth. So over to you, Julia. To start with, can you tell us a bit more about this new price and how it fits within the Argus Biofuels uh, coverage? Yeah, sure. Um, thanks for, for, for setting the scene, David. So um, in the biofuels market, um, what it means for us launching this biopropane assessment, it basically is going to complete our suite of hydro-treated biofuels price assessments. Um, and just for context, hydro-treated biofuels are dropping fuels that can replace fossil fuels without any modification, engine modification or crackers modifications, you know, depending on, on the application. So this is true for the road transport sector, for aviation, but also for pet camps production and, and heating. Um, so these hydro-treated biofuels um, all come from uh, by the, from the same facility, basically. Um, so from the same plant, one uh, would get HVO, or hydro-treated vegetable oil, or renewable diesel, which is primarily used in the road transport sector, but also can be used for um, a, in petrochemicals application as a, as a feed for a cracker. Um, another major hydrated biofuel is SAF for sustainable aviation fuel and specifically HEFA SPK, so it's a type of SAF. And these two usually, so HVO and SAF, usually account for the largest share of, of production. Um, and depending on whether the SAF yield is maximized or whether the HVO yield is maximized, the plant will produce a stream of uh, bio-NAFTA and uh, of uh, a bio-LPG mix, which can then be further split into biobutane and, and biopropane. Um, so we have been pricing HVO and SAF since 2020 and BioNAFTA since March last year. So launching this new biopropane price, which is going to be a daily assessment actually, um, uh, will complete the suit of, of, of these products. And I think it's important to note um, that we have been focusing on um, hydro-treated biofuels that are produced from a particular feedstock, so used cooking oil in this case. Um, so with the exception of HVO, for which we price four different classes from various different feedstocks, including UCO-based um, HVO, 
for SAF, uh, FSPK, for BioNafta and for Biopropane, we will be focusing on, on UCO, uh, which is a waste feedstocks uh, that under the Renewable Energy Directive, so these overarching European legislation setting renewable targets for transport, um, UCO is classified as a waste feedstock under Annex 9 Part B. And, um, you know, I mean, I'm not going to go into detail all the legislative aspects, but there's reasons why UCO is uh, incentivized for road transport applications, but also seems to be one of the preferred feedstocks for other uses, such as petrochemicals and, um, and so on. So basically, on the biofuel side, we have a, a very good view of the entire hydro-treated complex. We have HVO trading on Argus open markets, and, you know, we have this, this uh, you know, completing this suite and having a good overview of what happens in some of the other similar but slightly more liquid markets and also a good view of the feedstocks market, it does help a lot um, with pricing some of these emerging markets such as biopropane. Great, thanks Julia, that's a really useful overview. And so I guess just a note within the wider suite of um, Argus reports, we're kind of bringing together two of our strongest areas, which are biofuels and of course LPG for which we are um, the European benchmark and have benchmarks elsewhere. Um, so um, market participants in both of these areas will be able to uh, have a view on the, on the pricing of biopropane uh, in our reports. Um, so yeah, connected to that last point, uh, through going through the research process and putting together the, the methodology for the assessment, um, what's your, firstly, who's interested in this and how do you see the market developing going forward? Um, yeah, that's a, that's a good question. So, um, and it, it's, it's very interesting because we have started to see, you know, the biofuels market had primarily been, you know, revolving around transportation and especially the road transport sector. But recently we have seen a lot more interest emerging from, from different areas that haven't been traditionally the ones that have been driving biofuels demand and growth in the biofuels market. So specifically for um, uh, biopropane, we see demand uh, from the, well, again, from road transport, so where you would um, replace conventional LPG, conventional propane, um, but also from the petrochemical sector, um, where we already see the use of uh, bionafta and HVO as a feed for um, crackers to produce biopolymers, uh, but also from the heating sector, so off-grid heating. Um, just to give you some, some context, for example, the UK recently said in its biomass strategy that bioLPG and renewable DME uh, can have a role in the carbonizing off-grid heating. And just in the UK, there's around 1.1 million homes um, that are not connected to the to the gas grid um, in England alone. So, you know, there is definitely potential and um, it's going to be interesting to see how the market will develop. So what we have seen in the past is that having a mandated market um, on the roadside, so obligations that need to be met by obligated parties under the national legislations, um, that usually sets a floor for prices. So they drive prices, these mandated applications for um, renewable fuels. Um, but, you know, it, it really will depend on how some of these um, uh, markets will develop in the sense of um, incentivizing the use of some of these renewable fuels or setting targets and so on. So I think the market has a lot of potential and staff and HVO capacity is growing significantly in the in the coming years up to, um, well, we have data until 2028, 2030. So those are the projects that have been already publicly announced. But, you know, there could be even further investments on top of that. So 
definitely the volumes will grow. Um, and it's going to be interesting, I think, to see which segment, which sector is going to um, uh, manage to get their hands on, on the majority of the volumes. Yeah, and that's I think that last point is is really, really key to to the whole situation with um, with biopropane and the various segments which want to get hold of the product. So if I may ask kind of objectively what those challenges could be that could slow down the development as well, because obviously um, there are a lot of com competing interests in the bio space. And so, so yeah, what are your views on that? Yeah, I mean, um, again, it's a good question, a bit of a tough question, I would say. I can I can speak to what we have witnessed so far for some of these products that we have been covering for a while already and that have had similar dynamics in terms of competition for feedstock, for products and um, for renewable fuels and so on. So, for example, in the bio-nafta market, right, which can be used for um, in blending with gasoline, but also for petrochemicals production, something we've seen um, is that, you know, in the past, we've seen petrochemical sector paying a high premium compared to the road transport sector, just because the supply was so limited that if they wanted to get their hands on the product, they had to pay up uh, for it. Um, but then, you know, we see these, this is driven really by voluntary commitments of some of these companies that have decided to market a certain amount of renewable polymers by a certain date. And similarly, on the heating sector, you know, there's all these efforts to decarbonize and to reduce emissions. But um, as of today, we don't have a legislation that mandates a specific volume or energy share of renewable fuels in the, in the mix, right, uh, for, for off-grid heating. So, I mean, we're, we're going towards that um, situation, getting more structure, getting more incentives or help for, for the industry, but we're not quite there yet in some of these, for some of these applications. So, what has happened in the past, it's been that while on the roadside, um, yeah, you have a lot of different products you can use to decarbonize, but, you know, in case of non-compliance, obligated parties will tend to face a fine or reputational costs and so on. So that has meant that, um, uh, you know, in the context of political uncertainty, uh, inflation, um, economic hardships and so on, on the voluntary side, we've seen some of those commitments. While they're still there in principle, in the short term, we have seen a bit of a decline in demand for some of these more expensive renewable fuels, because if you look at the cost of um, biopropane versus propane or bionafta versus nafta or HVO versus diesel, the premiums are quite significant. And so in sectors where the market didn't have to, uh, they they have decided sometimes in some cases to, to reduce purchases. So that's a trend we have seen, but um, you know, I would say that in the long term, with more volumes available, and definitely that's the focus of of the industry and of all application to reduce emissions. And it's it's you know the path has started towards that direction. There could be hiccups along the way, but I think the trend is pretty clear that we'll see uh, a bigger efforts toward reducing emissions. So. Yeah, probably rambled on a little bit. No, on this no, one, but... no, no, not at all. That's been a, that's a really comprehensive, I think, assessment of where the market is, of where the industry is, where, of by extension, where where pricing is, and how it all connects with with policy. I guess one can say that mandates are both a carrot and a stick at the same time, and uh, there is always going to be this uh, this need to to push, but at the same time, the need for the industry to to invest and move into these products. Which, to be fair to the LPG uh, sector, they they really have been over the past uh, few years. So we are very happy to be able to offer 
um, our contribution to that transition uh, through the form of this uh, assessment. So just from my side in the LPG team, I just want to put out a massive thank you to you, Julia, and the, the Biofuel Desk um, for doing this. And I think a lot of people will be really interested to um, see how this develops. And also, I will note quickly that um, you mentioned the UK there as uh, a good example of one of the markets where there's going to be growth. Uh, Julia will be presenting at the annual UK LPG conference or liquid gas UK conference uh, in Liverpool at the beginning of November. So if anyone wants to have a, an in-depth chat with her, she'll be there and we'll be happy to talk all things um, bioproducts, HBO, SAF, uh, LPG and so on. So brilliant. OK, I think we can wrap things up there. So thanks very much, Julia. Thanks, David. Thanks for the and... shout out for Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, I actually have seen my football team as well. So. Uh... Maybe you can catch a game while you're there. Um, uh, just to note, uh, just for housekeeping, that this biopropane um, assessment is launching on the 2nd of October. So depending when you're listening to this, it may have already launched or will be shortly about to. So great. OK, thanks again and uh, goodbye. And we'll, we'll uh, be back again with another podcast soon.